All right, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. Don't call it a comeback. We are here with Simone Kalander, the former Gopher star, former Czech League star, and had been back in Minnesota. We thought we had captured her back for the land of 10,000 lakes, and then she is overseas again in Iceland, talking to us straight from a volcano, I assume. I only know <laughs> one thing about Iceland. Simone, you had been back. You had played overseas and come, and you'd worked for both Minnesota United and with the Gophers Athletic Department, and then you got this opportunity. Talk about how this uh, this opportunity came together. Yeah, um, I I was, you know, I came home from Prague, and I was pretty sure that I didn't want to go back um, to that same team. Um, as you know, with overseas soccer, it's, it's all over the place, like, mm-hmm. You can go to one country and love the soccer, but, you know, hate the city you're in. You can go love the city, but the soccer isn't great. Or, you know, no one speaks English or, you know, everyone speaks English. And so it's really kind of up all up in the air. And I just wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to go through again. Um, So, you know, use the degree that I spent four years working on um, and, you know, started an internship with Minnesota United of working in digital media really liked it and that kind of rolled into the opportunity at the university of minnesota where i actually worked for almost a full year um and the soccer opportunity kind of came at an odd time i hadn't been playing soccer for a few months in the fall of 2018 and starting in you know the january february I was working at the U and, you know, the soccer team is practicing every morning. I'm like, you know what, that, that'd be way more fun than me having to go to lifetime every day. (laughs) You know, why don't I just go kick around with the girls and start playing again? And I was having a lot of fun and I really loved it. And that's kind of when out of the blue, I got a message from Hoogren. Um, she was on my gopher team. I was Mm -hmm. teammates with her for three years asking me, Hey, like, this team that I grew up playing for in Iceland really needs players. And, you know, I thought of you, what do you think? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like I wasn't looking for this. I wasn't expecting this at all. Um, But I got in contact with the members of their board and kind of went back and forth. They watched my highlights and, you know, they were like, yeah, we'd love to have you and drew up the contract within a couple days. And, you know, then it was kind of having the tough conversations, you know, with my family and, um, you know, with my supervisors at the U. Um, I was working with Quincy Lewis, um, former basketball player, and, you know, he was nothing but supportive. Um, him himself, he played overseas for a number of years, and, you know, he understood, you know, where I was coming from. And I think for me, being, you know, 24 years old, um, not fully into a career yet, it was just kind of the perfect opportunity. And um, I think I had a different purpose going into this season than maybe did before. Um, I, I had less, you know, high expectations for myself. It was more, I want to go, I want to be competitive, you know, meet new people and explore this beautiful country. Um, Just, and I could feel it when I got here, like so much less stress, Mm -hmm. just understanding, you know, how, how it was going to work. I knew there probably wouldn't be, a trainer there every single day, you know, just knowing those type of things made it so much easier coming here. Mm-hmm. Just a completely different mindset because you, yeah. you kind of had a chance to experience the Czech Republic, the Czech league and the champions mm-hmm. league, and then come home and sort of like fully digest all of that away from the field. Yeah. So you just go back. Yeah. So much more chill. 
Well, and absolutely. Hoogs. Who would have thought? Just killer, killer Icelandic recruiter. There we go. And what, what's even more amazing is she, I got out here before she was done finishing school. So, you know, I'm texting her. I'm like, when are you coming to Iceland? Like, when are you coming home? <laughs> you know, I'm so excited to see her. And so she graduates and she comes back and she starts working full time here. She has a job and um, our team is, it's interesting. We have a lot of really young players. And when I say young, I mean, they wouldn't even be in college yet. They're under 18. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so there's, and there's a few girls that come back for the summer, but they're playing college soccer. So, you know, they're only here for a few months. They'll miss part of our season, you know, so our roster kind of is fluctuating every game and our coach reaches out to, to Hoogren and says, Hey, can you start coming to trainings? You know? And so she starts showing up and it's fun, you know, to play with her again. And, um, she's like, yeah, I don't know if I'll play games. She's like, I don't feel, you know, well enough for that. And sure enough, our last game, she was starting at right forward and I was center forward and I got to play with her. What? The whole game. Yeah. This is crazy. This is like, you are breaking this to me right now. So I know <laughs> for those, for those who don't follow the team closely, Hugen played on the gopher team for three years. And then her fourth year, she had some class conflicts. Um, and she had been kind of a back of the rotation player. And so she decided she just couldn't be a roster player that senior year. And so she was, um, this last season, the 20, 18 season she was a manager for the team so she did a lot of filming and I would see her around but she wasn't on the roster anymore but she was still in Minnesota with the team for four years and so that's how Simone knows her and so then she for her to also be playing now we got to get her in this interview you should have just like shoved her into frame with you that's incredible I should have I should have just brought her over (laughs) (laughs) Hughes is also great because when I was an idiot and didn't bring a jacket and it was very cold outside and I live tweet outside for, this is very inside soccer for people. Yeah. I live tweet outside because then I get a better angle and I didn't bring a jacket and I was freezing cold and I borrowed a coat from her and she's this <laughs> small female soccer player and I'm a 190 pound goony dude and I wore her coat. <laughs> It was actually very comfortable. So very weird story, very weird reveal. Um, but Simone, you um, you get there in May, so you've actually been there for a while now. So you've had a chance yeah. to settle in. Talk yeah. about kind of what your expectations were of moving and living in Iceland, and what it's been like now because you really have had a chance to kind of get there and like figure out your rhythms and your commutes and, and maybe like the neighborhood you're living in. So talk a little bit about the off the field part of just what you were expecting versus what you've been experiencing. Yeah. Um, so everything, I think I kind of compared to Prague. I was like, okay, so I got to Prague and I lived in a hotel for a week. Um, so, you know, I'm talking to myself like, okay, Simone, be ready for anything. Just, you know, don't be stressed if there's not a room for you, if you don't have a pillow, you know, not that that was going to happen, but you know, I was, I was ready for anything, but no, I got picked up at the airport, um, by the head coach. Um, I didn't know it was the head coach. They just said, this guy is picking you up. Mm -hmm. And then they sent me a photo of him. So I knew what to look for. (laughs) And, you know, I see this guy with the classic, like Icelandic wool sweater, you know, greeting me at the airport. Um, Uh, so that was, and that was just automatically like comforting just to see someone I'd never met him before, but just to see someone that, you know, you're going to get to know, um, just makes you feel good. 
Um, and then they brought me to my apartment and my other two roommates were already here. Um, so I live with a girl from Turkey, um, who's a midfielder on our team and then another American who's a goalkeeper. Um, so they were already here and, you know, they opened the door and were super friendly right away. And, you know, we live in a pretty big apartment when it comes to, you know, European living. Um, we have a huge living space and the kitchen is giant with lots of appliances. Um, so, and cabinet space. So, you know, I was like, okay, this is nice. Like I really like it. And then, you know, I had my own personal room, um, kind of like a big, big bed, which is good. You know, you never know what you're going to get, like get to sleep there for four months. (laughs) Yeah. So the first day I was pretty jet lagged and just fell asleep for like five hours right when I could. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, then it's just kind of like, okay, getting my bearings, um, we have a car, so that's nice. So I just mm-hmm. kind of rode along with my teammates for the first week. They showed me where the grocery store was, where training was. Um, and then I got my SIM card for my phone, so now I can have service outside of my apartment. You know, So then <laughs> it's like, okay, now I can just GPS everything and right. I'll figure it out. So, yeah, it's been fun to, yeah, to explore a new place. It's so small. I mean, like, when I first got here, I'm nervous, like, oh, gosh, like, I'm going to get lost. I mean, there's just like three different highways and you're, you know, you're through the city. It's, there's 200,000 people, I think, in the Reykjavik area, which is less than Minneapolis. And that's, you know, where I spent the last four or five years of my life Mm -hmm. navigating. So, you know, it's, it's, it's daunting at first because, you know, it feels so foreign, but no, the, the, it's very, very easy. And I feel spoiled because everyone speaks great English. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's easy when it comes to that. Well, and you're, so talk a little bit about the, the league then. I mean, Iceland is obviously Reykjavik is the main like mm-hmm. population center. So then are, is it like a lot of those countries where like a ton of teams are in Reykjavik, but a few are outside? Like talk about the, the league you, yeah. you walked into. Yeah, so I think there's seven of us in Reykjavik area. Um, so, I mean, that's like 10-minute drives to play our opponents, which is nice. So, I mean, it's different because there's no team bus. Like, we don't all get on the bus together and right. get ready and drive together. It's it's like, you know, meet you there at 545, <laughs> and you just park and walk in. So that's a little bit different. Right. Um, but we have one team that is in Keflavik, which is near the airport, mm-hmm. which is about 45 minutes south. Um, and then, so that's not that's not too far. And then another team that's about 30, 40 minutes outside of Reykjavik. And then one team five hours north. Um, they call it the capital of the north. It's Accuary. I think it's the next biggest area besides Reykjavik. Five hours um, north. Yep, so they're way up there. Oh, the... and sorry, we do have another team that's on an island off of Reykjavik. So there's like, I forget what it's called, but the team is called IBV, and they're literally on an island. So to get there, we haven't gone there yet. They came to us first. You take a, we'll, we'll drive to a ferry, and then we take a 30-minute ferry down to the island to play. But the girls have told me that when the weather is bad, which is very often down south iceland if it's too windy the ferry can't make it and you have to do some two hour like 
detour to get to the island. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can only imagine that that travel day is going to be very interesting. <laughs> Simone, I think I speak for literally everyone when I say your five-hour north Iceland road trip and your two-hour ferry sea adventure road trip, you need to send a series of videos to us so we right. can tweet those out. Because I think, I think I think I speak for everyone in Minnesota when I say we want that content. Absolutely. I will do my best. Oh. We play, yeah, we play the, the ferry road trip is coming up soon, I think. So mm -hmm. I'll be sure to, I'll be sure to let that, you know. <laughs> that is ridiculous and awesome. That's like the new Canadian Premier League that started this year. There's like a, a team that plays on, I don't know, I'm going to mess it up, but I'm like Halifax yeah. or some island that's just like this little 5,000 seat stadium on some random like island town that you would never assume is like one of the eight Canadian soccer teams. But you look at their stadium, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like you can see yeah. the ocean like right out of it. It's so crazy. So cool. That's, that's very so cool. Yeah. Well, and, and talk a little bit about, you kind of mentioned that the league has some your team has some really young players and then a few players who come back from college and then obviously you signed a contract so is it kind of a mix of professional and then some players who are kind of developing up kind of academy style or like how would you describe the mix of folks on the team because obviously with a few different international yeah. signings that's you know that's a pretty decent investment so they are they are kind of investing in parts of the team but then are other parts mm -hmm. meant to be kind of developmental of like icelandic talent and all that yes so my club is very interesting we um we are how cow vikinger so we're two actually two separate clubs mm. so there's a men's club for hk and a men's club for vikinger mm -hmm. and at um a certain age i think it's around 15 they combine the two clubs on the women's side just because there's not as many girls playing. Mm -hmm. um, so we have we have a team below us that kind of serves as like our under under 19, maybe under mm -hmm. under 19, under 18 team. Yep. Um, which is funny because a lot of girls that are on my team could be on that team. <laughs> right. um, um, so yeah, I think, and that's kind of what Hugrun had told me is that she grew up playing, you know, with the club. And so when she would go home in the summer it's like she could train with them so mm -hmm. she was you know in the u.s going to school but she was coming back and training so mm -hmm. obviously all of those girls can't be on a professional contract because mm -hmm. they're going back to school and then um you know what some of the younger girls have told me is that you know they're you know they're not getting paid you know they're not professional yet right because they're still kind of trying to decide okay do i want to go over to the states and you know go to school or do i want to turn pro and then that maybe means going to a different european country right um, and you know trying a different level like that right. so it's it's kind of yes yeah, this limbo but then we have a, a handful of girls that are older than i am who've kind of been with the team for a long time mm -hmm. you know so you have kind of this balance of young and old which is funny i'm old <laughs> uh, split up, um, which wasn't the case when I was in Prague. It was quite the opposite. We had yeah, quite older team. You're the grizzled uh, so... vet there. You're like, yeah. How many are there? Grandma jokes? Are there like old lady jokes? Like, what's the vibe? No, no, they're sweet. Um, I don't think they knew how old I was. But, you know, they were yeah. just kind of like, like they were like trying to figure me out. Uh, but I told them I was done with college, and then they were like, whoa. <laughs> 
or oh you were born in 1994 I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> they like, didn't know you were an ancient 24 year old right right <laughs> right so um no but you know it's 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 an interesting dynamic because you know I went into my first season professionally you know kind of like okay I'm here to learn and to fit into the team and do what I can and then you come in here and you really are kind of in like a leadership position to these girls. Like I realized, right. wow, I have so many more years of experience playing than, you know, they do. Like some of them have never left Iceland and this is all that they know. And mm -hmm. there's a lot that, you know, myself and my roommates, we can, you know, bring to them to help them get better, which is cool because it's kind of like going back to that role that, you know, you have as a junior and senior in college, you're mm -hmm. helping these people, you know, come along and, you know, learn more about the game and get better. So it's really cool um, from that standpoint, for mm -hmm. sure. Well, and you, you obviously got brought in because of your experience, but also because, um, you know, you could play a part on that team as sort of a, mm -hmm. um, like a pure goal scorer. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what you've traditionally been kind of the, the true value of Simone Kalander is <laughs> putting the ball in the net. So talk a little bit about like once you got there, and I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, you've had some injuries to fight through, but talk about when you've been on the field with the team, kind of what the pace of play has been like, what it's, you know, have, are you, you know, is it is it a lot different than the style in the Czech Republic or that you played at the U or talk a little bit about the on the field adjustment too. Yeah, um, it was, um, we've we actually kind of had a roller coaster of a season actually. Um, our coach was let go. So we lost our coach a couple, like five days ago, maybe. Um, right the, before the man with the, our, the man with the great sweater, man with the gray sweater. Um, right. he's awesome. Um, personally love him. Um, great guy, but yeah, so he left and our assistant coach has stepped in and a former player, um, who also does fitness training kind of against her full-time job mm -hmm. there now are, you know, our coaches and I have seen a huge shift, um, in like our team culture. I think the, it's tough because this team came from the bottom league just two years ago. Mm -hmm. So they, I mean, they fought to get in to this top league mm -hmm. and they're fighting against teams that have been established for years with national team players, um, international players that have been here for years, kind of staples mm -hmm. on their team. And, mm -hmm. you know, so every game is a big battle for mm -hmm. this team. And I think, um, I think that was kind of a big challenge, right? When I got here, I, I, I got to watch two games. I couldn't play in because of visa paperwork mm -hmm. issues. Um, and we lost both of those 1-0. So that's just hard, you know, right. that's hard to watch and to see. And, um, you, you know, you can kind of feel the, feel the team energy. Um, so that was something that we kind of, you know, had to, myself and, you know, my teammate, other teammate from the U S we both kind of noticed, okay, like we need to bring some positivity or like something's gotta, gotta happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we did, um, get a good win, um, kind of a, a couple games after I got to start playing. Um, but again, I've been battling, you know, my quad injury. So this last game was the first game that I've been able to play 90 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. and it went really well. We tied a team that we really, really wanted to beat. Um, but, it's, it's really cool because we got to go, you know, we went into the locker room, you know, a tie feels so weird. You're like, 
yeah, we didn't lose, but yeah, we're not happy. Yeah. But, you know, the girls are in there and, you know, one of them's on their phone and they're like, hey, hey, like we moved up a place in the standings. Like right. this point helped us. And I could feel the energy from the girls. You know, there's girls who've played on this club since they were five years old. And this means so much to them. And it's really cool um, to see that and kind of start to be a part of it. Um, and I hope that, you know, we've been, we've been really working on, you know, the attack is, it's a really important part of the game, Mm -hmm. having chemistry with your other players, your forwards, your midfielders, even your outside backs. And that chemistry can take months to Mm -hmm. develop. You know, I remember in college, we spent, you know, four months of the spring working on that, like playing with the people we're going to be playing with in the fall and making sure we understand where we're going to be. So that that's really tough when it comes to playing overseas because you just get thrown in and there's people from all different countries with different styles. So we've really been, I really feel like we're starting to kind of click. Um, my roommate mm-hmm. from Turkey, she's a center midfielder and I've been kind of playing either center striker or kind of like a number 10 mm-hmm. next to her. Um, and we've been clicking a little bit better and it, it just, it does, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with these young players, we have so much athleticism, mm-hmm. so much speed, but sometimes, you know, the ideas are just a little off. You know, when you're playing with a 16 year old, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think about, I think back to myself at that age, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could even be doing what these girls are doing. You know, mm-hmm. they're playing at a high level at a young age. And so it's just kind of figuring out, you know, how everyone plays and, you know, giving each other confidence and, it's a whole new challenge that Mm -hmm. I do not have to deal with, you know, my first time around. Yeah, that's well. And I think when it is clicking, you know, what kind of, um, when it, when you do get that feeling of like some chemistry, what's the kind of style that you're seeing or, you know, when it feels like it's clicking well, how would you describe like the way you're trying to play or even like out of the, are you playing like kind of a four, three, three or a four, four, two, or, you know, talk a little bit about kind of, when it's going well or when it's going by design, you know, what does it look like on the field kind of formation wise? Yeah. I think we're still kind of trying to find our team and our style, you know, with the coaching change Mm -hmm. um, and kind of a a different lineup each Mm -hmm. game. We've had, we've had a few injuries. We have a 17 year old center back who has been out for a while and she's was really great for us, you know, so that makes it difficult. We've played a three back, we've played a four Mm -hmm. back, you know, we played five in the middle. So we've mm-hmm. kind of done a lot, Yeah. Um, which is hard for anybody, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of adjust to. But I would say in our last game, like, we showed that we can possess the ball mm-hmm. around teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really did. We built it from the back. Our, you know, everyone felt comfortable on the ball. And we were able, you know, to get it all the way from our goalkeeper up to our front and keep it and not you know, just take the first shot that we see or right. play that, you know, cause you know, people get excited. Like there's that long ball. It looks like it's on, yeah. you know, and playing right away. And we've really, we, we looked really good and, you know, our, our coaches could see that. And so it was something positive that we could take out of that. And I think, you know, we have a really important game coming up next. The team we're playing, I think is only a point ahead of us. So, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a good test again. That's great. I love it. And it's, it's so, it's so like funny to see the, like the difference of, it seemed like last year things were fairly, 
like there wasn't so much of that like change necessarily you know you weren't or two years ago when you were mm -hmm. now three <laughs> now i'm messing up my timelines it's a long time ago no that's but, okay yeah but it wasn't it didn't it seemed like that wasn't one of the challenges of like an ever-changing roster and changing yeah. coach and all of those things so it's interesting you know just every situation is so different the challenges are so different and so mm -hmm. having to be like a, a grizzled composed veteran for a younger team is so funny for you know only your second yeah. professional spot so that's so interesting yeah yeah but you know it's it's been it's been great yeah. as well too yeah Okay, Simone, now it's time for the real stuff. We are going to okay. transition into a segment I like to call The Internet Said It. So we're going to assume the internet is right in this era of uh, okay. ever-changing yes. facts. And we're going to yep. let you um, challenge these facts that I'm going to list for you. So first, okay. the internet said at Sparta, your team in the Czech Republic, in Prague, beautiful Prague, mm -hmm. that you played... 69 minutes across three appearances and only in Champions League matches. Is that is that true or would you like to correct that? Um, I would like to correct that because I like to think that I was actually there for our oh, I don't know, like 14 league games. Yes. That's great. Um, yeah, so no, I don't think that that's quite right. Okay. But that... I, again, I don't know who keeps the stats over right. in the Czech Republic. This was from this was from, believe it or not, a very reputable source. But I think they only go so deep into yeah. um, different leagues. I'm so, sure. Yeah. So I think they maybe only go so deep in the Czech Republic as to cover Champions League games. So yeah. For our listeners and watchers, for our listeners and watchers, tell us your your estimated. Uh, stats in very broad terms that you you maybe played like games played and goals or whatever for your your check uh, career mm -hmm. um yeah that's tough um trying to think there were i remember you scoring some teams. goals yeah there were eight teams i think in our league i think there's yep. eight um and there were only two teams that you know we were pretty competitive with mm -hmm. the rest we won at least five zero every time right um i do remember scoring a hat trick but we did win like 20 to zero that was that one game i right. told you about that team i don't think that was a real game it was <laughs> a very that was. it was a very usa thailand vibe it, oh yeah is yeah, that what you're very saying much so okay um so you at least scored but, three yeah, goals at least at, yeah at, i mean <laughs> Throughout those games, I, I think I probably had 10 goals. There um, we go. Double digits. Probably. Yeah. I mean, and I there's probably seven of us that had over 10 goals. Let's get, let's so, get football reference on the phone. I'll call them up right, right now. That's great. <laughs> the next, next thing. Yes. The internet said, and I think this is airtight. The internet said, you sang the national anthem at a Vikings game. That is true talk about that the pictures were ridiculous you look at you in that stadium and it's just like the giant yeah. spaceship turtle shell that is the viking stadium you you in the middle of this like giant glass cavern does yeah. that give you all of this like icelandic cred this like viking cred talk about this <laughs> i know right i feel like i need to do like the skull chant i yes. tried to bring that up and you know they said that that was theirs first yeah and 
That's true. I was I was almost going to text you and warn you about talking about that over there. Right. For, for those who don't know, Minnesota is very proud of its like Vikings skull chant in the in the stands and it's actually from Icelandic soccer. So you are going right to the source. I know. So no, that was that was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um little known fact, I actually did sing the national anthem at a Vikings game. Um, when I was 13 years old, actually. So this wow. was my second time. Um, wow. um, yeah. And it was, it was not something that I was like a hundred percent, like prepared for weeks and mm. months in advance. Uh, my mom works for the team, um, okay. in corporate sales. And so the team that does kind of like the in-game entertainment reached out to her, I want to say on a Thursday for that Sunday game and said, hey, Natalie, does Simone still sing? You know, we need, we're need. we looking for an anthem singer. Usually they try to book, you know, some, you know, group or person yeah. that's kind of in Minneapolis for that weekend. And But whoever they had booked, the band or whatever it was, had to leave. You know, so they were kind of stuck. And, you know, my mom called. I, I was in college. This was my senior year. And she called me, like, as I'm walking home from class and was like, you know, you got to let me know if you want to sing the national anthem by the end of the day at the Vikings game on Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, okay, give me an hour or so. I, I kind of want to see if I can still hit the notes before I right. commit to this. <laughs> but no, let me warm well. up. Let me warm yeah. up real quick. Right. <laughs> let me get a quick demo together of yeah. this. That's great. This is actually a quick side one. I hadn't planned on asking this, but Football Reference also lists your middle name. So I'm going to say yes. the internet said your middle name is... Emanuela? Close, yes. Emanuela. Emanuela? Yeah. That's great. Simone and and, and what is the story behind that name? I feel like that deserves a story. Absolutely. Um, my mom majored in French at the University of Minnesota. Okay. She studied it, um, wanted to become a French teacher um, and a soccer coach. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up doing that, but loved the language, loved the culture, and Actually, Simone and Emanuela are both French names that Mm -hmm. she really loved and put it together for me. And it's funny, they, a lot of the, like, even in the Czech Republic and here, you know, they, when they announce my name before games, they say the entire Simone Emanuela Colander. That's very, that's, I'm just like, you don't have to say it all. (laughs) They don't really do that in the U.S. You you must have really filled out that paperwork um, fully, (laughs) comprehensively. This well clearly that uh, I think you joked about this before that that multilingual um, vibe must have carried over into your personality because when you were with Minnesota United players thought you were a translator right they did well yes I uh... or or maybe it was team staff thought yeah you were it a translator. was they uh they yeah someone someone greeted me you know and would ask <laughs> if I could you know, translate with right. the players. I said, I'm so sorry. It's like, it's like half the <laughs> roster doesn't speak English as their first language. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a high need that very busy. Yeah. This is maybe my favorite one. And I, I hope okay. this is true. The internet said you were an extra in the movie fall into me, a romantic comedy about lies and love. The lies we tell to get the love that we want. Maria and Steve, two unlikely liars. <laughs> find their lives colliding and their lives changed forever and it filmed in minneapolis is this true do you have a year for that like does it have uh, 2006 
Okay, yeah. No, I definitely did that, but I don't really have any memory of it. I think I was maybe 11. Um, but I did a lot of um I did a lot of musical theater and modeling growing up. Mm. Um, and so I think this was one of those things where it was just kind of like an open call and my mom yes. was like, "Yeah, like let's try it." I have like a really faint memory of being like in a classroom. Yes. And like being there for like one day and right. I was just kind of like in the background. And then I remember seeing it like written out like on my like child resume yes. like that I was in this movie. <laughs> but I've never seen the movie. I have no idea if I made a cut, like if I'm even in it. <laughs> it I think you're in it. Uh you have an IMDb page because of it. I'm I was so confused. I was trying to figure out if it was another person. It but it filmed in Minneapolis, so you were like it must be true. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I the description what I read was the description on IMDb. I can't even handle it. I I wish I had better like memory of this or you know, it's just it was just kind of like a random thing that you, I did for you, one day. You know what's really funny is Minnesota had a run of having pretty big time movies being produced here when we had the Snowbait program. So there was a governor in the 90s that helped fund like the film board to a certain degree. And that's how the Mighty yeah. Ducks, Iron Will, yeah. Jingle All the Way, Grumpy Old Men, like all of these yeah. movies. That's so funny. There is a run of movies in the 90s that were filmed here. So like semi-famous to famous Minnesotans like Joe Mandy and other people tell mm -hmm. stories about being an extra in Jingle All the Way or other yeah. movies like that. I don't think there's as many people who have childhood stories from the mid 2000s when the rebate did not exist. So this is, you are hitting a sweet spot. I am, we are going to have a watch party for this movie at Blackheart. I will get equal time soccer fans. If you can figure out how to find slash stream this movie somewhere, I really want to see it. And we will do, and we will do a post movie Q and a with you. And it's only going to be about acting and performing and it has yeah. nothing to do with soccer. Yeah. This this podcast has gone off the rails, and I am so happy about it. I am so happy about this. Um, last but not least, and probably uh, the least secret of all of these things, although the Vikings thing was pretty public too, this is very, very widely known, but I think very sweet. So the internet said you are J.P. Makura. Am I saying it right? Makura? Makura. Makura. Yeah. You're J.P. Makura's girlfriend. You are both from the same part of the metro area and yes. i will say reading the five things you should know basically about you on heavy.com hmm. everyone's favorite website it's very cute very sweet Is I, it? <laughs> at first i was very worried because i'd never heard of the website and i was scared it would be one of those very broy, uh scary websites it was yeah. very sweet it basically just posted cute pictures of you and him and then also a picture <laughs> of your husky I can't I believe it. you didn't know about this. You clearly do not Google yourself enough. No, I do this not. Is, this is first page Google results. Wow. First page. So so is JP, he was playing for a while, right? Didn't he get his first, he got his debut for the Hornets? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So last year he signed a two-way contract mm -hmm. for the year with the Charlotte Hornets and their G League team. Um, so he spent the year playing with them, um, and he just finished up Summer League in Las Vegas with the mm -hmm. Charlotte Hornets. So um, now he's kind of 
in like a little limbo where mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out, you know, is he going to go back with Charlotte? Is he going to, you know, try to find another team? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's kind of in a little bit just working with his agent, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, yeah. That, well, and for those who don't follow, a two-way contract is like kind of a newer concept, but it's the same thing that's existed in hockey forever. It's like you have a rate that you're paid when you're with the the full NBA team. You have a rate that you're paid with the G League, but it's actually a really like to make it to a two-way contract is pretty legit. Like it means that mm. you're like fully playing in the league, and he it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to get minutes, but he actually got minutes in the NBA which is crazy but it is kind of that exact level where those players could also maybe play overseas and make a little more or get more playing time so it is that kind of where you have to decide it kind of reminds me a little bit of when players have to decide between being kind of like end of the bench players in the NWSL or getting minutes overseas to like you know get more time actually on the field it's it reminds me of that similar kind of tension do you guys ever, yeah. do you ever talk a lot about sports or do you mostly not talk about like your shared athletic excellence? No, <laughs> we definitely talk a lot about sports uh, just because we can both relate to the things that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, you know, it's <clears throat> rare to find, you know, someone that kind of understands what it's like to go through those challenges. I think, mm-hmm. you know, him being in Charlotte last year and mm-hmm. kind of bouncing back and forth between the team in Greensboro you know, and going through, going through a summer league and a preseason, like we know what that feels like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we knew what it was like to be, you know, college athletes at the same time. So yeah, we definitely, you know, we talk about it a lot and he has a big, you know, decision to make and, you know, summer coming up now and Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited for him. It's, it's fun because, you know, we both are getting to do, you know, what we really love and Mm -hmm. we're both really supportive of each other, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, and you are in kind of there's certain leagues in the in the world that would run similar to basketball right now you're on kind of like a summer almost like an american calendar like soccer yeah. season and so your season will actually ramp up uh, ramp down around the time mm-hmm. when basketball kind of ramps up again so it'll be an interesting transition again for you guys i'm sure yeah exactly yeah, well anything can happen so <laughs> right that's true well and Simone, you have a few of those games coming up. We will make sure to get some great fairy content from you and some great glacier content from you on your trip way up north, on your trip down south. Absolutely. Um, keep killing it over in Iceland. We will have to get at least a quick interview with Hugs since she's the one who got you this gig. Oh, like, absolutely. We'll have to ask her what her finder's fee was, if she got a good yeah. sweater for it, if she got cash <laughs> for it. All of that stuff is so great. But... Simone, thank you so much for doing this, and uh, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it.